It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am, I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blacker, being joining me later in the show, the final segment, Lindsey Crosby. Auburn Banker on socials and in the Discord to talk about Auburn baseball. What a heartbreaking weekend for them. But a lot of stuff went down. A lot of stuff happened over the weekend. And since the last main podcast, uh, former intern Jaws and I dropped an emergency pot on Sharif Cooper, our response, uh, immediate response to that Friday morning. And usually when stuff like that happens, we put up an emergency pot. And those happened with, you know, when, when we hired Brian Harson. And, and normally, when a few days goes by, or even the following day, I come back and approach it differently. But I don't know how else to approach Sharif leaving. I'm happy for him. I think we uh, a lot of us saw this coming. I even asked in the Locked On Auburn Discord, like, who misses Sharif at this point? And they're like, I mean, we kind of all thought he was leaving. So I don't really know how else to address that situation. I really wanted to. But... I think a lot of people are happy to see him go from uh from a you know Auburn putting guys in the NBA draft standpoint, and I think that is something to be excited about because if Bruce Pearl wants to recruit these guys consistently, like you got Jabari coming in next year, I think that's kind of where you need to be. So I'm just going to kind of leave that on the Auburn basketball front. Former Auburn guard. Justin Powell, he is, um, we all thought it'd be Kentucky, but no, somehow it's worse. He is, uh, he's committed to Tennessee. And this bothers me. I mean, if good for him doing what he thinks is best, but I just don't understand how this is a better situation for him. I know everybody has different personal lives and situations, and there's a million different variables of things that go into something like this, but it's like he wanted to spite Auburn almost. It's almost what it feels. I mean, this this natural rivalry that's formed between Auburn and Tennessee on the basketball front has been really, really fun. It's been really, really good for both programs, I think. And I'm going on Locked on Vols later this week to talk about Justin Powell. But you're seeing more and more reports come out. I shouldn't say reports. Message board rumblings and tweets and things like that about how, like, it's never a me issue with Justin Powell. It's always nobody likes me. And so when you look at his track record and all these schools that he's been to, I mean, he's hopped around a bunch. And I just kind of wonder what 
that means for him. I hope everything is fine. I hope everything is good with him. I hope he is healthy. I hope his family is healthy. I hope everybody is good. But I don't know. It just feels weird, man. And like he put up a post, I guess it was on Instagram, with Rocky Top and he's poorly edited over Tennessee in this weird font. I just, it's a very, very weird development. But hey, you do you, Justin Powell. You do you. Um, All right, on the, uh, we'll stay with basketball, then we'll go football next segment. But Auburn, they finally hired their women's basketball coach, Johnny Harris. And she was like the assistant head coach at Texas. And before that, she spent a lot of time at Mississippi State. And she was a big part of building up the Mississippi State program. So that is exciting. They went 21-10 and 10 last year. They went to the Elite Eight, which makes sense why, um, why it took so long to make that decision. Also, uh, Vic, she's kind of followed Vic Schaefer, who... Um, is a big deal in women's basketball. She's kind of been, you know, following him around. Key part, key recruiter for Mississippi State. And listen, if you can recruit people to Starkville, you can do anything. So um, I'm excited. This seems like a good hire. I'm going to reach out and try to get her on the show at some point this offseason. I'd love to have her. We'll see if she's interested in that. But Johnny Harris, everything that I've seen about this and, you know, just kind of looking at the – the, the folks that are heavy into Auburn women's basketball, they seem stoked for this move. So I can't wait to learn more about her and to hear her talk and and to see what she's going to do as far as bringing people to the Plains. Because once again, if you can recruit Starkville, and she's known as an outstanding recruiter based on the stories that I've read about her, if you can recruit the Starganistan, you can bring people to Auburn. I hate Starkville so much. So props to her for being able to, to bring people over. That is... um. That is a huge feat. That is a huge feat. All right, we'll jump into football in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to place bets on all of your sports action. Boy, March Madness has been crazy, and I hope you've been getting in on the action at uh, betonline.ag. So, obviously, basketball is almost over. In fact, uh, tonight it's all but uh, wrapped up, which is very sad. We'll miss it a ton. But obviously, uh, MLB is going strong now. We get that for the next, like, nine months. So that'll be great. Um, but also, you got hockey as well as uh, all kinds of other things. So be sure to check all of that out. Real updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. Head to the website, betonline.ag, and use the mobile device uh, or your laptop or computer, whatever, betonline.ag. Receive 50% off your welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is use promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get zero percent APR for 84 months, or up to thirty-three hundred dollars off select compact tractors. See the details at kubotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. It's happening. You guys ready for it? The rise of Brendan Coffee is happening. I've been talking about them all offseason, and uh, Brian Harson tweeted out, Ironman of the Week, Brendan Coffee and Jalen Simpson. Work, hard work does not go unnoticed. 
And um, the two gentlemen being tweeted out by Brian Harson's account was not retweeted by Auburn Strength, which is odd. So they're, they're slipping on that. But uh, we'll talk about Jalen Simpson first. Obviously a guy that he's, he appears to be the solid number two corner in this very loaded cornerback's room. And people forget Jalen Simpson won the job over Nehemiah Pritchett and Marco Domio last year. He was the number two guy to Roger McCreary. For some reason, people kind of look at it. It's like, well, Nehemiah Pritchett, it was his job at the end of the year. It's like, well, Jalen got hurt. I don't think that's fair to to Jalen at all. So just keep that in mind. I mean, the last coaching staff thought really, really highly of him. I remember when that depth chart came out and where it's like, oh, we didn't even mention Jalen Simpson and he's the number two guy. He's going to be a starter, which was wild. Um, so he's been extremely consistent, it sounds like, and, and he's he's the number two guy opposite Roger McCreary right now. So props to him. But Brendan Coffey, my guy, I believe we are starting to see his ascension to starter right now. And I think this is just some of the breadcrumbs that that trail is leaving behind. I know. I know I've been way too high on him, maybe, or maybe I've been properly high on him. We'll have to see. I just think last year he came into a situation, was battling injuries, and, and, and he was battling, you know, coming in, and this coaching staff just did not play new guys last year. I've said it time and time and time again, and I think Brendan Coffey is going to be able to prove consistently that he's going to be the best tackle on this team in 2021. That is my bet. That is the hill I'm going to die on until he just doesn't see the field. And it's been interesting to see him at backup right tackle and Austin Troxel at backup left tackle. But I just, you know, we were talking about this with Jay Ferg on Ferg Friday of, you know, last week. And he's just talking about, you know, this is just what we're getting to see. Like they're still rotating guys in and out. I'm sure all these offensive linemen are playing all over the place. But I think Brennan Coffey has a chance. I mean, Alec Jackson hasn't been on that list. And he's your starting left tackle. And he was really bad last year. So I, I think we're starting to see the ascension of Brendan Coffey. I saw this tweet. Somebody sent it to me Saturday morning. You know what I did? I got up and brewed some coffee. You know what I'm saying? Because it's coffee time. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so lame. I'm so lame. Am I overreacting to Brendan Coffey? Let me know. I'd really, really like to know. I don't think I am. I think I'm just early. And the folks that listen to this show, you guys are ahead of schedule. That's that's all I'm saying. I'm very, very high on Brendan Coffey. I was pumped to see him as Iron Man of the Week. So congratulations to Brendan Coffey and congratulations to Jalen Simpson. Coming up, a long conversation with Lindsey Crosby about Auburn baseball right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Of course, uh, Lindsey Crosby joining us in a, in a in a second. Well, actually, Lindsey, let's go ahead and talk about Built Bars. Now, you've had a Built Bar before, right? The, do you agree it's the best tasting protein bar ever? You brought me a Built Bar. It was a peanut butter brownie, and I have to tell you, like, I normally don't eat things like this because I have a I have a food restriction, and then plus most of them are terrible. And the peanut butter brownie Built Bar is legit. That thing was so good. I immediately went out and I bought a whole box. Like this is fantastic. Yeah, they're they're delicious. Best thing got I've a, ever put in my mouth. They've got a they've got a ton of different flavors and they've got a ton of different things that can modify to your um 
to, to different diets and different food restrictions. Um, not all of them can, you know, be eaten by everyone, but they usually have one or two or three uh, different options uh, depending on what you can eat and what you cannot eat. So a ton of amazing flavors. We've been doing the Built Bar Madness thing, and I believe chocolate or cookie chunk one, which is very good. Mint brownie got second. I'm surprised that one got so far. Do you like mint flavored things, Lindsay? I like mint flavored things when they're alcohol, but I would eat a mint brownie built bar. That's how much I trust built bar. Yeah. Like I'm like a mint julep guy, but if you give me a built bar thing, I'm like, you know what? Built bar has the benefit of the doubt. I will eat that. I don't like coconut, but if you gave me the coconut almond, I'd be like, it's a built bar. It's probably good. Even though I don't like coconut. Yeah. The coconut like, stuff shot. But tastes my question, like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. What's your question? My question is if I wanted to buy some built bars and I wanted a discount, how could I do that? You go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at builtbar.com. And of course, they've got a ton of amazing flavors. Once again, builtbar.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, we got to talk about it again. It seems like this is how we introduce this segment every week now. Lindsey Crosby, Auburn banker on the socials and in the Discord, our resident Auburn baseball expert. Man, I really thought Auburn had a chance of winning the series after what we saw Thursday night. Awesome, uh, awesome outing for Cody Greenhill. And they had opportunities both on Friday's game and Saturday's game to take it to uh, the number one team in college baseball against Arkansas. I mean, what a, man, it's just, we say it every week, what a heartbreaker. It's funny. If I had told you last Sunday, hey, we're going to go to the number one team in the nation, and instead of getting absolutely shellacked, we're going to score 12 runs. They're only going to score 13. Like, last Sunday, last Monday when we did the show, we'd have been happy with that. You're right. And that's exactly what happened. And it's just not satisfying because of the way it happened. And it kind of goes back to some of the things we've talked about that are the issue with this Auburn baseball team that they've got to fi- get figured out going forward. And there's two ways to look at stuff like this, right? I mean, we, we talk about in all sports, the moral victory. When you go on the road to a, you know, a highly ranked team, in this case, a top ranked team in college baseball. And it's like, okay, cool. You're not too far away from where they're at. But you still fell flat. And it's just kind of weird to to process the emotions that come with that. We've seen it time and time and time again. We just happened to see it this past weekend in Fayetteville with Auburn baseball. But there's a glass half full way to look at it and a glass half empty way to look at it. And I think a lot of Auburn fans right now with the way that this season has gone and now with them sitting with a losing record... I think a lot of them are looking at it with a glass half empty way and Lindsay, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's just the, the view of no matter what happens, this team just can't pull it together. Yeah. We've, we've definitely shown that offensively we can do enough to win defensively. We can do enough to win and pitching specifically out of the bullpen just isn't there. 
And when I'm thinking about how the weekend went and how these two losses went, my thought process is I would rather lose six five than eleven to nothing. Because if you lose six to five, that means that there was a couple plays here or there where the ball takes a funny little bounce or you get a friendly call from an umpire uh, you know, on a borderline three two pitch or something. Sure. And and the whole result of that game and of that weekend is different. You know, if we get, you know, we, what was it? We had 12 walks in, in game three on Saturday. Oh my God. If we have 10 walks, if we have 10 walks instead of 12, if, you know, if we get a, a call on the outside corner for once in Nate LaRue's career, um, we probably look at this series differently because we go two and one, we allow 11 runs, we score 12. And so I'm, I'm definitely trying to take the, glass half full perspective and say we were close enough to win all three of these games against a team that going into the weekend we didn't think we had any chance of of even being competitive with you know we expected to get blown off the field this weekend and instead we were in it all three games gave ourselves opportunities to win and just couldn't couldn't feal the deal. And you and I talked about it all week on uh, our morning show, Auburn Opelika, this morning on News Talk, WA and I. And I kept saying, like, yo, dude, we're about to get shellacked. And, and we didn't. And Auburn held their own. And I want to shout out, I mean, obviously Green Hill, I think, had the best performance of the weekend. I mean, what he has done the last few outings have been incredible. But what Coach Thompson is doing with this team, I mean, they're getting better. And, like, you just look at the rosters, and it's like, it is very clear Arkansas is a significantly better team than Auburn, especially in the current state. If they're both healthy, maybe it changes things a little bit. But I've been really impressed with Coach Thompson and the way he's kept this team together. We'll see now. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some emotional hits from from how the, the series turned out. But... I mean, you saw them dialed in. You saw them focused. You saw them wanting to win. And at this point of the season, with where they're currently at, and you look at the slate that's ahead of them, a very, very tough SEC schedule, it does get easier. Not a lot easier, but it does get easier. These guys are still wanting to win and win for Auburn. And so I think a lot of that has to do with Coach Thompson and the guys that he's uh, you know brought in and, and built this program up to where it is. But that's still uh, it's still a tall ask of these guys. And I'm curious to see how they respond emotionally moving forward. Yeah. You could see some of the quotes on Thursday night after game one. I mean, we heard, you know, the, the media got to hear from, uh, from Cody Greenhill as well as Brody Moore. And, you know, they were, they were so excited. They were very just relieved to get that first one behind them. And they, they felt really good. And then after game two and game three, coach Thompson's the only one who came and spoke to the media and he had just about nothing but praise on on Friday and then Saturday he kind of acknowledged he's like you know it's 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 tough like you're gonna have to beat the number one team in the country to beat them like we we let them stick around and we gave them chances to come after us and we have to close out of that situation and so you know he 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 didn't seem too worried about what happened he seemed okay with it uh in the from the perspective of we showed that we can hang with these teams. He's not okay with losing. I don't want anybody to think Coach Thompson's okay with losing. Mm-hmm. But he seemed to understand that this team needed to have at least one win this weekend, and they needed to keep these games close so that they could prove to themselves we're better than our record. We can, you know, we legitimately have the talent to hang with any team 
in the SEC when we're playing at the top of our game. And our defense did this weekend, and arguably our offense did too, and our starting pitching. And it was just the bullpen that let us down a bit on Saturday and Sunday, and particularly just the walks. You know, we, you, like I said, Saturday, we had 12 walks, you know, hit two guys with pitches. So we put 14 runners on base for Arkansas. Is it any surprise that they cashed, that they cashed those out and won the game? How was it close though, putting 13 guys on base? I mean, that, that's a testament to, you know, they're fighting, they're getting there. And obviously if this team is healthy and, and you know, the, these, this pitching staff is at 100%, you have different guys that are starting and then the bullpen's a little bit deeper. And so, and then you have other guys that probably wouldn't be participating much on weekend series, or maybe they would just be going for an inning or two instead of, you know, four or five or, or, or whatever. So then, then there's the question of why, why are Auburn's pitchers always hurt? That's a totally different question. I would love to know the answer. I don't think we ever will, but you know, like, is that a Thompson thing? Is that, um, is it just a super bad, unlucky string of, you know, terrible luck? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Lindsay, do you have any specific guys you want to shout out? We talked about Green Hill, of course, and you mentioned Brody Moore. Are any, any, anybody else from this weekend that stood out to you? So Brody Moore probably had the best weekend of any position player on the team. I mean, two for five on Thursday with a home run, two big double plays late to hold that win. A four for four on Friday, a double and a run. And then Saturday, he turned, he turned a bases-loaded double play in the eighth that we thought was going to get us out of the inning. And then we turned around and three straight walks to put a run in, but Brody Moore had himself a good week. And for a guy that we've always just known him as a defensive guy. And if we got anything from him offensively, it would be great to have seven hits over the weekend and, and really be key was, was big. I think for him, uh, we, we stuck with him when he had that slump to start the season and he really did well. Jack Owen as well. Uh, Five and a third innings, 73 pitches, first start of the season for him. And he threw his fastball to both sides. His changeup was excellent. And he was able to do enough with his breaking pitches to get lefties out. So I feel really good about Jack Owen. He's not 100%, neither is Cody Greenhill, but they're both awful close. And I feel like that's really going to help having those two guys in the rotation on the weekend is really going to help us address some of these bullpen issues by getting guys back into their natural slots of of where they're best suited to be throwing. Looking ahead, Auburn's got Kennesaw State tomorrow, and then they take on Mississippi State. Like I said, it gets easier, but not much easier. At least you get the Bulldogs at home. How do you feel about this one? So this is something where I look at this, surprisingly, like the Kentucky series. Mississippi State's a much better team than Kentucky, but I still think that Auburn has the opportunity, knowing that Green Hill and Owen are going to give good outings, I think Auburn has an opportunity to win a series here. I don't know if they're going to go two and one or one and two, but I, I really think that Coach Thompson's going to have these guys focused and he's going to specifically have a better idea in the bullpen. You know, Carson Skipper's a fireman. You can bring him in, he will get guys out. Uh, Mason Barnett is a reliable, you know, end of the game option to shut it down. And so I'm, I'm confident we'll figure enough out of the bullpen to be in a position to win this series. Whether or not we do it is the thing we've been waiting on all year, but I'm confident we'll at least be in a position to do it. Lindsey Crosby, where can people find you, my friend? I am at Auburn Banker on all the socials and in the Discord. And you can hear Lindsey for two hours with me every morning on Auburn Opelika this morning on News Talk WANI in the Auburn Opelika and Lee County 
area. That does it for today's edition of the show. Tomorrow will be a Charlie Tuesday. We got a fun uh, week of stuff lined up for you, so stay tuned. And come back every single day right here on Locked On Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.